I don't know, but it's delicious. So we had our squadron holiday party this past weekend. And my boyfriend was at, actually the one that introduced it. He's like, have you tried this? And I was like, no, what is this? And we took it and I was like, oh, I'm hooked. This is my new favorite shot. And then when you woke up in the morning, were you still hooked on? Oh, I was, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay well, that's good. That's I the was, most important part. Dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Dead to the world, though, the next day. Like, hangover, like, no oh, tomorrow. Okay. But we were drinking, like, beers and taking shots, so that oh, was probably where no. it went wrong. Yeah, you know that liquid courage. I was like, yeah, I can do that. Give me some. No, no. <laughs> well, at least you still remember that you actually did that. Majority yeah, of the when night, yeah. You get yeah, to the I point remember. where you're like, there was this thing I drank and I I don't remember. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure it was, was fun. Yeah. But yeah. I was also letting everybody else know at the party, like, this is the shot you want. <laughs> everybody, come on. Come take a shot. So I was buying like round, like 12 oh, rounds. I'm like, come my on. God. And Each time I went one, to the bar. It's just the one shot of yeah. liquor? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Screwball. Screwball. Hi, everybody, and you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Devin Nicola's back. Oh. Yeah. And Kyle Shimabukuro. <laughs> hey. It's nice having Devin back after last week. We didn't see you. So thank you, Devin, for joining Hello. us. Uh, thank you for me being here, I guess I had to space my schedule to be here? Well, it was a last minute impromptu yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's can why. you come in on Friday and do a podcast? I'm like, <laughs> um, no. And since she's here, Skylar Kamaka is going to join us. Thanks let me, for let me, having me. Let me do your intro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, Skylar represented Hawaii as Miss Hawaii in 2012 and has since become a pilot for the Air National Guard, correct? Yes, the Hawaii Air National Guard. Okay, being a pilot, she has allowed to. She's being a pilot has allowed her to travel the world, and even took her to Alaska and New Orleans. I know, um, which I want to talk about definitely. Uh, Skylar used to be the TV host of our High Sessions uh, TV show until she joined the National Guard, and we couldn't be <laughs> prouder. I know, oh, her like she, she was doing no, this, was. and then she just left. And then she left to go fly planes. No, but I'm, I'm, I want to talk about that because I have a lot to say about Skylar and her drive to accomplish these things. Mm. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. But before we begin, I uh, want to remind our listeners of all the ways that you can stay in touch with the show. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are all just at High Sessions. SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, you can just search High Sessions. And Devin, what do you do on Apple? Make I sure that you uh, rate us and rate us with a five. Five even, only. Even if we sucked, just rate it a five. Yeah. Yeah. We're not one of those people that says, no, 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 just rate us what you feel. No, 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 rate us a five. Because that way, you know, people will be able to find us. Five or bus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Five or bus. Yeah. yeah. Right. And finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you would like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to our Patreon account, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com. 
Oh my god, I spelled it wrong on my paper. <laughs> and donate. There you will get to be more involved with the show and help to determine who and what is filmed. Got to give some shout outs. Uh, first one is an anonymous donor that she oh. did not want to be recognized. So oh. thank you to that person. Wait, wait. Is this one of those things like you actually know who it is? Yeah, we know but who it is. But the rest yeah. of us don't know? Oh. No, oh. you would know if I brought it. I know, like, yeah, anonymous only to thank us. You. Like John knows, but he don't like say it. Yeah, I'll tell you after, off air. Um, <laughs> Ryan Ozawa. Who actually oh, yeah. is a, a blogger of his yeah. own. So check he's out Ryan Ozawa. He's a big time, man. Yeah, he's with Civil Beat. He has his own YouTube channel. So Ryan, cool. thank you for uh, being a patron. Thanks, and um, Go check Ryan. him out. RC Gladwell and Rodney Jew. Thanks to all you people thank for you. being patrons. And not just like, not just like bottom, bottom of the barrel patrons. They're, they're, they're good patrons. You know? <laughs> bottom of the barrel patrons. <laughs> hey. Hey. Well, yeah, you know. They're, they're, some of us still try to support even if it's yeah, $5. Yeah, well, you, you know go. what I mean? Yeah, like, like, some of us, times are hard. hard. We have a, we have a dollar level. Hawaii is rough, you know. Yeah, so we'll take we'll take anything, but uh, <laughs> we'll these, take anything. These, these guys are they're really putting up some stuff, right, you know. Cool. Thank you. So uh, that means we got to be better then. <laughs> I know, Step right? I mean, well, speaking of being better, let's go through our predictions from last week. Oh God. Okay. So uh, last week, uh, <laughs> Kyle and I we uh, bet lunch on um, picking three events: the Donald Cerrone. Uh, McGregor fight, Chiefs, Titans, and the Packers uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 49ers game. Uh-huh. We both picked Cerrone to win. Why? So we both. Uh, really? You know, I really. Just because, yeah. It's just because. I, I had a very. So obviously, Devin did not listen to the last podcast. Because no. I did a I'm whole breakdown of why I thought. To it, so. But it's okay. Uh, but we were both wrong on that. But then uh, <laughs> I picked the Niners and I picked the Chiefs. Oh. So I'm two out of three, nice. and uh, Kyle is 0 for 3. Oh. 0 for 3. Are uh, you in Titans? I lost lunch, which yeah. is why you guys benefited by your. I uh, know. Thank you, thank you. So for if I just show. bought it for John, then you guys are just watching me and him eat. So everybody so, should. Uh, thank big, you. Big up to St. Louis Driving. They do a good bento. Yeah. It's oh, like, oh, that's where you got it from St. Yeah. Louis Driving. It's the KCC and FM 100 bento. <laughs> oh. That's been around since Devin was at KCC and FM 100. That's why they named hey. it that. Yeah. And Skyler was not born yet. Skyler wasn't Skyler born, I yet. born yet. Mm, mm, yeah. Ninety. Oh, yeah, we're still, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm 90 a, I'm a 90 baby riding a horse and carriage every day at school <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no I remember um, back then I'll tell you a little story about Devin they, oh. Devin had one of those um, collapsible scooters which I gave to you a razor what yeah a razor razors still around they're still and he used, to, he used to ride it around uh, downtown yeah. and stuff and so the other DJs used to laugh at him yeah then I convinced <laughs> him to be a little bit more cool and get a skateboard yeah and then he ate it one time in front of everybody in downtown Ooh. oh but to Are be you fair, sure you're not making stories up. No, you, that. you're crossing the sidewalk and you hit. You hit oh the curb. yeah, I hit the curb. And yeah. Bush, yeah, in yeah. front of everybody. That was not fun. I ate it at um, UH one time because I used to ride my skateboard. I used to have a job in the greenhouses up at the top by Midpack, mm-hmm. and so I used to ride my skateboard all the way down to the parking lot. Wow. And one time I was coming down, I was going pretty fast, and there was a like a couple going, guy and a girl, like walking kind of in the, and they were holding hands, and all of a sudden they just, for some reason, just split like went wide oh, no. and like almost like ah, a clothesline action oh, God. so I, I was either gonna get clotheslined go underneath them or I, I thought i could pull over into the grass but then once i hit the grass my skateboard yeah. just stopped and yeah. it's flying oh uh, so they're probably like whoa who's that scrub that just ate it on the skateboard but <laughs> my friend borrowed my skateboard once and he was skateboarding in front of our house <clears throat> friend derek oh yeah he was pretty big he's like a six he's six one dude, yeah. like 200 pound yeah. or whatever 
riding this small little tiny skateboard on Sixth Avenue that hits a <laughs> rock and gribbles full on on the road. Yeah, rolls and stuff. And then here somebody go, "Oh, bro, you'll kill one." <laughs> and he looks over at Sunny Garcia watering his plants. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> nice. Oh uh. man. Ah, so uh, everybody's weekend was okay. I had a great weekend. I was gonna say. Well, I should say I had a great week. How long? Like, I so came back on Friday. So before the show, we were talking a little bit. So, Skylar, you flew to. I flew to New Orleans um, on Tuesday, and then I went to New Orleans for two nights, and then flew to Key West for a night, and then flew back, which nice. was a ten and a half hour flight direct from Key West to Hawaii. Hawaii. It was rough. Ooh, that is long. <laughs> it was Especially because you're not flying the plane, yeah? Were you, are you flying? Were yeah. you flying that time? Yeah. Is it okay. easier to fly the plane for that long or to be a passenger for that long? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, once we kind of get up to altitude, we click on the autopilot and then we're just passengers <laughs> monitoring everything, making sure it's good. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. 10 hours is That's 10 hours. Really? Yeah. yeah. Light. It's rough either way. I mean, at least on our plane, it's not like a commercial plane where we have like rows of seats. It's okay. just kind of um, the cockpit and then we have a big open area and we've got like rows of or just one row on each side um, for passengers to sit and then we have some cargo and stuff and then we have our boom pod in the back for air refueling so on this long flight we didn't have any passengers we weren't doing air refueling so I just like got up and like stretch and like <laughs> doing some high knees and butt kicks trying to get some blood flow going in my in my legs for this long flight but yeah it was fun we probably really gotta we probably gotta back up and explain what we're talking about. Yeah. So trying to having Skylar explain to you what she does <laughs> is kind of a yeah, kind yeah. of a big thing here. Okay. Well, let let's rewind rewind a little bit back and yep. uh, start with um, so so Skylar, you straight out of high school. Okay. So you went to what school? I went to Kamehameha. Okay. I then Mua. From there, <laughs> go. What happens in your life? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I went to Kamehameha, and then I went to college in Portland, Oregon. I went to Concordia University. And I I went, yeah, I went to school on a volleyball scholarship. So I was a sports jock pretty much my whole life. Yeah, I remember at one time you were doing, like, YouTube videos, like, fitness videos and stuff. That was a one-time thing. (laughs) And that was... Can that we look it up? I know. Hey, you can. Unfortunately, it's like that. when you YouTube my name or you punch it in, it's like the first video. Yeah, it's that one of the first things that like, pops oh, up. Because I did a search yesterday. It just, was yeah. It wasn't even anything. It was like my friend had asked me if I could come <laughs> in and do some like fitness tips or whatever, and then somehow that video became the number one video whenever you look up my name. Well, Devin's looking it up right now. <laughs> She's not joking. And that was in 2012. So yeah. that was no. That is not. Yeah. Yeah. She's Eight years ago already. I know. Oh no, they got you doing hula now. Oh. Though at least the one, uh, I don't know, the Apple one provides you with, yeah, huh. with hula. And well, that's then it's, good. And then that's it's probably you, a better representation than my fitness And then it's you sharing your Miss Hawaii secrets. And, oh. uh, yeah. See, I forgot. All these, like, videos just kind of blend together. And then you got the ones with the video and stretching out and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, with my towel. I think <laughs> I have a towel in it. And I'm like, yeah. this is what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. So you graduate from Oregon, mm-hmm. you come back to Honolulu with the idea of, of... So my plan was, when I was in college, um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Didn't know what I wanted to major in or anything. Uh, decided, That's most people. Yeah, typical yeah. college, mm-hmm. right? 
So I got my degree in exercise and sports science with a minor in coaching. And so my plan at that time was to teach and coach at the collegiate level because mm. I played volleyball. I wanted to, I thought that I, that's what I was good at. So that's all I'm ever going to be good at. So I'm going to teach and coach. And yeah, that was my life. Um, so I was approaching my senior year of college and I was home volunteering at this sports day event and I met Lauren Cheap, who's now Lauren Cheap Matsumoto, representative Lauren Cheap Matsumoto. Mm. <laughs> and uh, she was the current Miss Hawaii. And I met her at this event and we started talking. And she's like, You'd be a really great Miss Hawaii. And I was like, What? You crazy. What? I, wear, I don't know how to wear makeup. You know she told, I wore that, she told me that exact same thing, too. Yeah. That you would make a good yeah. Miss Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, you should do it. Oh, there you go, John. All right. Yeah. That's just her line. <laughs> she tells everybody yeah. that. But clearly it worked for me. So yeah. I don't but yeah, so I met her and I thought she was crazy because I was in like my rigorous shorts and my t-shirt with my teta bun. Right. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> and um, that was kind of the start that kind of opened my eyes and put me onto the path of trying to become Miss Hawaii. She's like, yeah, you can get scholarship for college. And I was like, okay, okay, because I want to pursue my master's in, in education. Mm -hmm. That was the plan. Education. And I had no way to pay for it now that my volleyball scholarship was running out. So they okay, I'm gonna check out this Miss Hawaii thing. Went to Miss America that year to watch her compete because the competitive me said, okay, well, if I'm gonna do this, I'm I gonna go, go all there, the way. Right, right. I'm gonna take it all the way. I'm gonna be Miss America. Right, yeah. Right. So I went to Miss America that year and I was watching and never done a pageant in my life. And I was like, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. I have to be young, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I could do that. I could do this. This is not bad. Yeah, I could do this. <laughs> So, yeah, I ran in my f local preliminary, which was Miss Diamond Head, in February. So, Miss America was in January, ran for my local in February and won. So, I was like, Ooh. I didn't tell anybody that I was competing either. I oh, kind of wow. told my family really last minute. I said, oh, by the way, um, I'm competing <laughs> in this pageant. Like, next week, if you guys want to come, you guys can totally come. Uh, Are they like flipping out because it's out of your realm? Totally, yeah. Because wait, I'm, wait, you can wear makeup? Yeah, <laughs> all I did was play volleyball since I was like twelve years old. I played volleyball all year round, and that was it. Um, ended up winning, and everybody was shocked. They're like, "Oh my god, she won! <laughs> oh my god, what, what now?" And then I was like, "Now I'm compete for Miss Hawaii." They're like, "Oh my god, okay, well here we go." And my family just kind of jumped on the bandwagon, and we went and we did the thing. And then in June, I competed for Miss Hawaii and won. So, yeah, it was my first first time That's competing. Crazy. First go at it and you First win. go at it. And, and people compete for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Years and oh, years and yeah. years. And I was yeah. like, hey, guys, let's try this pageant thing out. You want to come? Tickets are 75 bucks. Okay, see you there. Convention center. Now, did, did that um, get any animosity from the other pageant contestants? Yeah. Were they like... Were they like, oh, how's this new chick coming on our territory? And um, like, I, I know Skylar. Say animosity, but <clears throat> because everybody in the Miss Hawaii organization, I can only speak for that organization, obviously, since I've only been affiliated with them. Um, everybody is super supportive, and mm. even the contestants too. Uh, it's just more of like a bettering yourself, and it's a journey to to better yourself through that whole process, right? Right. And you just kind of put your best foot forward and if it's meant to be it'll happen and if it doesn't you know you enjoy the memories and the friends that you make along the way so it was a lot of fun um i still keep in touch with a lot of the girls 
that I competed with, um, both at Miss Hawaii and at Miss America. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Do you think you won also because of your out of the box kind of experience, you know, your lack of experience in running it and being out of the box and being this kind of different type of contestant? I think so. Answering I, the questions yeah. differently, maybe, or I think even poison, I, yeah. you know, your poise was different. Yeah, I just approach it more like a sport, you know? I, I think mm. that was my thing. So I approached it like, I'm like, okay, we gotta practice, we gotta do this, mm. we gotta do that. So I kind of had that like athlete mentality going into mm. the competition. Um, and then I never once thought that I would actually win. I mean, I talked myself up, I'm like, you got this, you're gonna win this, like, you got this, you, you're the best one out here in my head. Yeah. But when it actually won, I was like, oh my God, I won? Like, I'm so not qualified to do this. When you're saying this to everybody, did you realize that, did you blend, did you feel like you blended in or did you feel like you stood out during that, during that competition? During that, that time, I mean, everybody was so accomplished, everybody's educated, everybody has a platform that they advocate for. And so these are all women that are working in their communities and like doing amazing things. And some of them had competed for many years, so they were already established and, and they knew the ropes and they knew what they were doing. And I'm just like, okay, what are we doing? Okay, okay, here we go. We're gonna, we're gonna walk across the stage, we're gonna twirl over there and then we're gonna walk back and like some of them just had it down, so. I never felt like I was like leading the pack or anything like mm. that during any time. But I don't feel like that ever. Like I always am thinking like I have so much to learn from this experience. All of these people around me have so much more knowledge and everybody in the organization was so helpful. They're trying to train all of us to be our best and to look our best that night. And the job of Miss Hawaii is so much more than just that one night of competition. Like it's a whole year of service and just trying it's also like balling on a budget because i had just graduated from college uh, and i'm now i'm like you know this <clears throat> local celebrity with zero monies to my name and yeah. i had a whole bunch of sponsors so thank you to my sponsors all that year i really appreciate it still wear all my clothes um but yeah manu so heli'i manu heli'i yeah. has been a strong wow. sponsor yeah. Yeah. for I many years yeah. from yeah from 2012 yeah. and on and I had just sent them an email. That's how they became one of my sponsors. When I was competing in my local pageant, I had to, or no, for Miss Hawaii, I had to get um, sponsors to put ads into the, the program book. And I had emailed Auntie Deneen at Manuheli. I'm like, hi, I love Manuheli. Here's a picture of me wearing your dress. Like totally not even like a, like a official picture or anything. But I was like, I just love your stuff. And I'd really appreciate it if you... Or would or just wondering if you wanted to put an ad in the book, and she's like, "Yeah, I'd love to." Also, would you like to model for us, and we'll be one of your sponsors for you? Cool, I was like, yeah, "Yes!" Really oh my god, cool, that was yeah. like the highlight of my my year was being able to be sponsored by Manuheli. So yeah. that was fun, and also yeah. Eleni Fashions. I still wear all of their hula dresses whenever I have to perform. So mm. yeah, oh, Carla Kalkami. When you talk about the ads, this reminds <laughs> me. Um, so one of your uh, Another Miss Hawaii contestant was uh, on our high sessions, and when she was competing, she asked, hey, do you want to put an ad in the, um, I guess they have a pamphlet or a magazine mm -hmm. that comes out or something yep. like that? Program, and, their uh, program book, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and if, uh, if anyone knows me, I do not like pictures of me. Like, I take a lot of pictures, but I don't want to ever be in pictures. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, it's, it's real easy. You just sign this form, and then you just fill this out. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I filled it out and I sent her a check for something. And, mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, do you, you know, I, 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 I was busy. I don't know what I'm doing, you know. I just, I just sent her my photo because she said, oh, I, you can put this thing in. I go to the, 
the pageant mm-hmm. and I opened the, the magazine and there's a full page just headshot of my yes. face. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. Locations <laughs> represent. <laughs> it just said like John Yamasato realtor at the bottom, but it was just like, it's like I went to cover oh look God. and got a headshot. And it just was the whole page of the magazine. But and you I, congratulated her too on the top because that's. What it didn't even say congratulations oh, or anything. Wow. It just said, "Look at me, I'm like, John hey, Yamasato." Hey, 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 Call me if you want a house. One of the worst, <laughs> I, I, and the, the worst part about it too was I went by myself to that thing. So I'm I'm sitting there by myself and I'm looking at this picture of myself in this room full of people and I'm just like oh, oh this is so which funny. made it look even worse oh actually. god no. going like, that's not the guy sitting right behind <laughs> yeah, you right that's now that's the guy <laughs> exactly I was, I've never wanted never to like, congratulate get, anybody or anything get out of, of there as fast as I possibly man. could but um, <laughs> Skylar so also came on air a couple of times. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I had yeah. her come on the show uh, when I got to live my radio DJ dreams. Yeah, it was cool. She was great. Yeah, it was, was during the Olympics too. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And I was keeping tabs on the volleyball mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's giving. I was she's watching the up, game. She's watching the game and we're doing the show. And I'm like, Wait. and I'm keeping everybody updated. I'm like, US is up. Twenty three, twenty one. Well, yeah, yeah. She used to host all of our live events and stuff, yeah. and you yeah. know, when when she. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, flying. How you got into that? Oh, okay. I, so yes, yeah, suppose. Oh yeah, we interrupted you. <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> See, you got me all distracted. <laughs> I'm just talking about any kind of things. Um, yeah. So Miss Hawaii was in 2012. Did a year of that, and then that was the year that I also auditioned to be the host of High Sessions. And yeah. I filmed my first episode when I was 21 years old. And I still look back at those episodes. I'm like, dang, I look good. I was so young <laughs> and skinny. And then now, like, they show the reruns, right? And people are like, there's this guy that come up on TV. Are you related to her? And I'm like, once upon a time, I was related to her. Yeah, yeah I was. But, yeah, so high sessions that year. I mean, 2012 was a great year for me just overall with miss hawaii and then just kind of kick-starting my whole life it opened my eyes to so many things and i tell people i wouldn't be a pilot today if i wasn't miss hawaii Mm. because i didn't think that i had what it took like it was always a i want to be an astronaut kind of little kid five-year-old dream but after winning miss hawaii i was like i could actually do whatever i want i could totally go be a pilot so being miss hawaii opened that just gave me that confidence and also put me in connections with a lot of people i think networking and all the people that i met throughout the year was the best thing um to come of that year and yeah so it kind of gave me the strength to be like yeah i could do this but i also got my opportunity to teach because right i was preaching the whole time like mm-hmm. i want to go back and get my uh degree so i had the opportunity to teach at saint anne's in Kaneohe and um, loved it, but it was way too much for my first year of teaching. <laughs> loved the kids, but way too much. I was, so I was teaching K through eight PE, six to eight health, six to eight vocab. I was a JPO advisor and the athletic director. Wow. All for my first year of teaching. Wow. Awesome. So I was so burnt out by yeah. Christmas. I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> Maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, so after that year, I finished out the year, uh, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go be a pilot. So I started, I figured out um, how to start my private pilot's license, started doing that, and then just through all my connections, um, I was introduced to the Hawaii Air Guard, and I kind of just applied and ran with it, same thing. I interviewed, and it was 
my first time interviewing for the board people interview tons of years and just over and over and I got hired my first try <laughs> it was pretty awesome also I'm like what I'm totally not qualified to do this but thank you <laughs> Uh, I seems then, to be a theme, yeah. Like, wait, I got in? I'm not qualified so I get so much belief in myself, and when it happens, I'm like, oh my god, Holy I just crap. did that. Um, yeah, so I got hired by the Hawaii Air National Guard in 2015, and then went to pilot training in 2017. So it's, oh, it's just so, like a long waiting yeah, process, yeah. Because yeah. I got hired and I was like, I don't know what I to do. I remember that. We were, we, I, I'd run into you and I was like, hey, yeah. what's going on? You're like, oh, I'm just sort of waiting mm-hmm. for them to call me when yep. it's time to go train. I'm like... And then they call and they're like, all right, you're leaving in three weeks. I'm like, okay, bye. Um, Yep, so I went to pilot training in 2017. And then I came back to Hawaii in December of 2018. And so I've been flying for the Hawaii Air National Guard now for a little over a year. So it's been fun. Yep, so I fly the KC-135, which is the um, air refueling tanker. So, yep, I refuel all different kinds of planes in the air at... 475 knots it's exciting so you okay the way this works is right you've got the plane you've got to get up to speed of the other plane where they slow down or you speed up or you just match there's speed. a lot of math going on right. which i didn't know i signed up for i was like <laughs> oh, i signed really? up for a lot of math Wait, oh my god you don't just eyeball it huh? no you know, just like, yeah so how does it work do you have to work all that out ahead mm-hmm. of time and then once you get in the air you go okay according to this and this because they're vectors yeah so speed and the winds and everything is like all calculated in depending what kind of receiver you have if you're doing fighters if you're doing a heavy plane um there's all these these things if you're going to rendezvous at one point or if they're just going to going to follow you uh so if you do if you're doing a rendezvous you have to calculate how fast they're coming at you and then you have to calculate when you're going to turn so that you turn and you roll out one mile in front of them Oh. And then, yeah, and then they just kind of, like, come up and oh, get so the Oh, so you gas. could be going from opposite directions. Yeah, so you're just, like, flying at each other chicken style. Wow. And then you just go, skrrr. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then when does that thing come out of the plane? That The boom? Yeah. Yeah, so the boom is attached, and then we have a boom operator. So there's two pilots on the plane and then one boom operator. And so they're the ones that kind of fly the boom stick and just make sure that, you know... The receiver isn't coming in too fast or anything because we can't see once we're in the front like our job's kind of done we're like all right yeah we're just going to be stable let us know if it gets squirrely uh, back there and we'll so there's a pilot for the boom and there's a pilot for the plane yes. in the same plane mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. wow how long yeah. does it take to refuel a, a, like an average on an average um for the fighters it's really fast they're usually on the boom for maybe like a minute oh, wow and then fills up their tank mm-hmm. maybe oh. like two minutes three minutes depending on how much gas they're getting uh and then for heavy planes so i've refueled like a b-52 and sometimes they're on the boom for like 20 minutes wow to 30 minutes. how far is that flight before they need to refuel like from where to where usually like uh i guess it depends where they're flying uh where we're taking them to or whatever mission they have sometimes we're just meeting them halfway to give them gas and then they keep going to wherever they need to go so i've refueled b-52s that were coming out of guam and then Hawaii's kind of like the midway point. So we refuel them so they don't have to stop. And then they can make it to the mainland. Um, oh, okay. Usually, I think they're going to like Barksdale. Mm. So, yeah. Jeez. Mm. It's exciting. But yeah, fighters can't go anywhere without us. So. That's right. 
Just letting you know. They think they're so cool. They're so cool, but you can't go nowhere without me. It's so funny. So so when you fly these planes, you have to get um, security clearance, right? Mm -hmm. And so oh, yeah. so Skylar um, had me as a reference, you know? So Whoa. so I get a call from this lady. You have to call your bosses. I'm like, John, you have to my boss. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because I'm at my office, you know, that, at couple who. And I get a call from later, FBI, right? Mm -hmm. the one, so the FBI is the one who does all the screening and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then so the, I tell the lady, hey, why don't you come up to the office? Because it's easy. We can get a conference room and sit down and talk. Because I've actually done it before. I had a friend, mm. Ryan, who, who did the same thing. And um, so, you know, she's asking me the questions and I'm giving the answers and stuff like that. And then the interview's kind of wrapped up. And then I'm like, I'm like, hey, did you know that Skylar was, uh, was a Miss Hawaii? And she's like, oh, yeah. You know, she's like this uh, kind of like, plain Jane FBI kind of lady from the mainland and she's like when she walked when she walked into the room we're like most of our pilots don't look like that <laughs> <laughs> well, when they say interview right I'm automatically just put on my Miss Hawaii braids I'm like okay I've got to like dress nice like I put some makeup uh, on you know yeah. so. did you wear your Manuheli for the interview I wore my Iolani wrap dress there you go I remember you brought the Hawaii into mm -hmm. the interview then yeah that's so good. she's probably like girl you need to figure it out <laughs> yeah. because you're going to some crazy places can't be dressed like that right right right, right, right. so this last this last trip that you mm -hmm. took the 10-hour flight that was a refueling thing or it wasn't a refueling so we do um different mission different missions besides okay. refueling we do passenger passenger airlift um we do a little bit of cargo uh, we do medical evacuation uh, so if there's like any hurricane relief or anything like that or mm -hmm. transporting um usually from a faraway place to the u.s to get medical attention um so the the flight that I did this past week was a passenger move. So we flew to New Orleans, picked up the guards people from New Orleans and took them to Key West for an exercise that they were doing. Wow. So, AKA we went on vacation for a couple of days, picked some people up, flew an hour, dropped them off, did a little more vacationing and came back. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's wow. fun. So, and then you fly only for Air National Guard. I mean, yes, it's a full-time right job, basically. Mm -hmm. They call you, and is it a thing where you know your orders, like, months in advance? Mm -hmm. and, yeah, oh, so okay. the nice thing about the Guard is I have full control over my schedule. So mm -hmm. if I want to be full-time, I can. If I want to be part-time, I can. Or if I don't want to be on orders at all, that's fine, too. Oh, wow. So I just have to make sure that I come in and do my minimum requirements each month. Like, you have to get so many landings do a couple sims and then we have semi-annual and annual requirements so as long as those get done and i'm you know helping out the squadron um we have deployments that i have to sign up for um yeah as long as i do that then i can pretty much do whatever i want so nice. it's nice like i've got full a, control yeah, what do you yeah. what do you do in your off time then when you're not flying uh we have to do like just office work stuff so we're planning uh flights and planning the next mission so we have one coming up to Germany, or I'm going to Germany in March, so we're just doing the planning for that. So it is a full-time mm -hmm. position job, then, yeah. you know, regardless if you're flying or not. Yeah, yeah. so we do everything, mm. weight and balance, flight plans, fuel, everything. How mm. much, okay, how much math are we talking about that you're having to do That's here? That's a lot of math. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of math going on. So when I was going through pilot training, I'm like, I have to do what? You want me to calculate what? 
<laughs> my roommate in college was a math major and so she like helped me through my basic math oh, classes nice. that I did and so when I was in pilot training I called her I'm like oh my gosh you're never gonna believe I'm doing all kinds of math and she's like yeah <laughs> so for the kids out there wanting to know what kind of math is algebra and calculus come into play in mm-hmm. this kind of thing yeah I wouldn't say calculus but definitely algebra there's no sine and cosine no cosines no nothings like that but yeah. As you can tell, lots of physics. Colin and I don't know anything about the math thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Math, so physics. Yeah. Well, I I love Skylar's story, and I think about Skylar often, and, and so I want I want everybody who ever listens to this podcast, I want you to listen to me, <laughs> listen to the sound of my voice. Everyone needs to be more like Skylar. Everybody. Oh, because oh, that's nice. no, no. He, here she is. You know, she wants to do Miss Hawaii. She figures out how to do it. She trains and then she does it, you know? And then she wants to be a pilot. I remember her talking about this idea. Because yeah. uh-huh. she was like, you know, I don't have money to go to pay for pilot school. So the other option is Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. And she thought about it. And the next thing you know, she's telling us, you know, I got to take this break because of the Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. is something I really want to do. And then she goes and does it. And it makes me think about, so while we were doing high sessions you know there's a lot of like projects that come up there's a lot of paperwork and things that goes like that and there's only so much we can do we're all doing this part-time right so we always had this this thing within the group saying we have all these ideas if anyone ever wants to take this idea and run with it you know we'll support you and what so at one point we go we should really do a kickstarter because then the kickstarter can help fund the show and you know da, da, da. and uh and skylar goes i'll take care of that i'll do the kickstarter and uh, so we, we said, okay, well, I'll tell you what, Skylar, if you can figure out how this Kickstarter thing works, because none of us have done a Kickstarter before, <laughs> if you can figure it out, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get the money and, you know, we'll, we'll pay you a bonus, you know, or whatever for this thing. And next thing you know, we got a Kickstarter we and got it's a Kickstarter. going we did and the it. thing's all set up. You know how many people would be like, oh, John, uh, I don't know how to do this thing. Can you, or... Um, well, I wasn't told that I had to do this or but all I know is that I told we we agreed that you're going to Skylar's going to do something and it's done. And I go through my life like wondering why 90% of people cannot do this. You know, it's just as, as someone I, I'm not I'm not a big shot or anything, but I have had to hire people and manage people and manage groups and stuff and you cannot believe the amount of people who cannot <laughs> Get a task. This is what's wrong with you. I know. For this and, just, and, just, and just be able to complete. And so this idea, Skylar has this consistent like, okay, this is what needs to be done. She figures out, what, and I'm not saying never ask for help, but, you know, try to figure it out first. You know, there's a lot of people who don't even try. They just either give up or they just go, oh, I cannot do it. Can you do it for me or whatever? <laughs> and it's something that I, I don't know. If it's uh, I I used to think it's a uh, like a young person thing, but I mean no, there's old people who do that. There's old people. It's just the next just generation. The yeah, generation yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, and so I, I always think like Skylar, Skylar. She like she gets things done. Aww. If I could just find more people like Thanks. Skylar, you know. So if anybody ever, you know, when she asked that's me, that's why like, we wanted to stay. That's why we wanted her to stay a teacher because then she teaches the kids to do that. I right, tried, right, right, I right. tried my best. Maybe I'll go back. I'll, I might go back and teach later, but right now. Yeah, but you're enjoying what you're doing, right? I do. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It's so That's fun. Good. So, what's yeah. your next you. 
goal that you want to accomplish? It doesn't have to be job, but is there something that you never, you always think about and never accomplish it, and it's lining yourself up to do the next thing? Yeah, um, I think the next thing for me, um, career-wise, is I want to become an aircraft commander for uh, the 203rd. That's my unit. So that's going to happen eventually, but you know that's kind of what I'm working towards this year. I'd say like hopefully by the end of this year, maybe. Yeah, what what is that? What does the commander. air commander mean exactly? So right now I'm a co-pilot, so that means like if anything goes wrong, it's on the aircraft commander, right? So they're just kind of the one who's taking on more responsibility, uh, and then they do like all the paperwork and everything for each flight, and they're you just kind of like that? they're kind of the head <laughs> boss. Yeah, is that, I'm assuming that's more math. Um, and paperwork. Everything, it's everything more paperwork, more yeah. Cause yeah. making his face like. <laughs> but <laughs> you also get to be the boss, and you say, "Hey, we're going here this weekend. Uh, That's where we're going. Okay. All right, uh. let's go." So I get to be the boss and be like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Pittsburgh and watch a Steelers game. That's where <laughs> we're going this weekend." So that's really what smart. I want to do. <laughs> Very smart. Okay. But yeah, and then eventually I want to fly commercial airlines. Um, so I'm just working on building hours and doing that, but. Really, what I really want want to do is give back to everybody who has helped me get to where I'm at, where I am now. Um, whether it was it's in the volleyball community, or if it's in Miss Hawaii, or if it's with high sessions. I mean, all of these things have well, made I, me I got who an I idea. am. <laughs> I got oh, it. Hey Kyle, wouldn't it be awesome if uh, someone flew us to um, like Midway Island or? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, go go fishing podcast? trips. Oh, yeah, fishing. for a fishing trip. For a podcast. Yeah. So we could do podcast. Yeah. yeah, I can do with that. Christmas yeah. Island. Yeah. yeah, Christmas Island. You know. Just yeah, like... I flew to Wake Island. That was fun. <laughs> oh. It was in the middle of nowhere. Just a little blop like this. Four miles. Oh man. Two miles was the runway. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I was well, like, have... they're like, okay, we're starting down now. I'm like, where? I don't <laughs> see anything. All I see is blue. Yeah. If you ever need two co-pilots that not good in math, we're here for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't make them co-pilots. I say you just leave them in the back of the plane. Yeah, you can just ride yeah, yeah, along. Just, just have a story. So here's just take better. pictures. There's a stupid yeah. question, but I kind of want to know. Do, do the pilot seats recline? They do a little bit. It's okay. not all the way. It's like so, a skirt. So then back to our question on where I want to be as a right in a 10-hour flight, I'd rather be in the passenger seat because yeah. it reclines. You, no, you can lay down. Yeah. We bring the no, zero-gravity chairs, too, for, like, oh. if we have two boom operators, one takes a nap, and they just See. go in a zero-gravity chair and just... That's where I want to be. Yeah. We even have bunks. Horizontal. We have bunks on our... <laughs> you know, yeah. Now, can you, can you like, uh, as you're flying, this is even a stupider question. Mm. So I'm trumping you, Kyle. Okay, go ahead. Can you, like, take out your Nintendo Switch and kind of, like, Oh wow, that is no. I download lots of movies to watch on Netflix. Oh okay, Mm -hmm. ten hours is a long. That's a long time. Is that the is that the longest flight you've done? Ten hours. So far, yeah, that's the longest one. And I've flown to Germany, but we did a stop in Wisconsin, and I think it was like nine hours to Germany from Wisconsin. What's the most technical part in that entire flight that you have to pay the most attention to? Is it takeoff, refueling, or landing? Well, those are like the three biggest parts. If you have to rank of importance, it would probably be in that order. Oh. <laughs> take off. Well, I would say like the most critical phase is take off, you mm-hmm. know, because if anything goes wrong, you're a, essentially a huge gas station truck, trucking uh, down the, yeah. the runway mm-hmm. and you can't really do anything. So you want to make sure that you're taking care of the takeoff and then the climb out and everything. And then 
if we're doing error feeling, yep, error feeling is important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figuring out who you're feeling or, or just kind of knowing what you're doing. Okay, are we refueling fighters? Are we doing heavy planes? And this is all pre-coordinated on the ground, mm-hmm. so it's not too bad. But yep, take off and then landing, obviously, especially if there's weather. Oh yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Weather's rough. But no. landing in Hawaii see, is not bad. See, I trumped your dumb question just now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Devin, that you had a competition, but you had a dumb question. No, no, no. Devin I'm has no question. I'm going to wait till this is over before I... Devin wants to know if you, serve, if you serve yourself snacks during the flight. We do have a little yeah. galley, but it's nothing fancy. Like Commercial planes are way cooler when it comes to that. We just wait, have so, like our so little hot So your plane is a pot. large plane, right? So mm-hmm. the, the body Four of the plane, is, is it just a, an open space? Like mm-hmm. a, oh, so you can like throw the football? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure can. Wait, I <laughs> not saying it's happened, but you can do it. Put them on auto and just, you know, toss it back and forth. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm mean, assuming there is downtime yep. between the three and most important. But things. you guys got to pack yeah. your own food and do all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? There's yeah. not like a... I would, they don't I would prep meals like a, and give it to you and get yeah. on the plane. It's like a card table part. in the back. Oh, really? It's like ah, going yeah, to get yeah, our yeah. flight meals. Like, ooh, what are we going to eat on the plane today? And then, you know, <laughs> like, get oh, so our you have to coordinate that with it. the other pilot. And mm-hmm. the other Usually, I mean, if we're nice, you yeah. know, if you're mean, you just be like, oh, you're on your own. <laughs> but we're nice. Well, just take a, zip, take a couple zip packs yeah. and you're covered. Yep, zip pack. K's Bentos is always a good one for the early morning flights. Oh, very nice. They're open at four. <laughs> we know all the times oh, of, like, where right? everybody's open because we take off at like middle of the night mm, doing all yeah. kinds of stuff. So usually for the, those early morning takeoffs, it's lots of zippies. I remember um, I, I seem to recall you uh, shooting. I hope I don't get you in trouble. But I seem to recall you shooting video one time of an actual sort of right the mm-hmm. plane in flight and trying to dock and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I was thinking, how the heck? <laughs> what the you know what i mean yeah and you're like this is so cool i can't believe this is my job <laughs> i know it is cool i am like geek out every time we fly and i get to watch a refueling so usually it's only two of us but sometimes we have more than two pilots on board so that's when i get to like go in the back and watch oh, so the other oh, two cool. pilots yeah fly and then yeah, I, yeah don't worry she wasn't yeah, flying yeah, the plane yeah. or anything like, i didn't just video, like yeah. put it on autopilot yeah. and run to the back <laughs> So yeah, they fly and then I get to hang out in the back in the boom pod is what it's called. And you just watch these huge planes just get within 10 feet of you trucking at 400 some knots. That is just... Refueling oh. gas. Jeez. Yeah, it's wild. Ooh. I love it. It's now, so much um, fun. One of the uh, other little side things about uh, Skylar is um, her last name is Kamaka. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's and, something. Uh, yeah, that's that's a little something that's if you're from here. We can tie this back song. into the music. I uh, like that. Thing. Thank <laughs> you. I do what I can. So, um, uh, Skylar's from a very famous, uh, very important family uh, in Hawaiian music, and that mm-hmm. would be the Kamaka Ukulele. Factory. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I mean, you know, I I knew you as Miss Hawaii, and then mm-hmm. I went, oh yeah. <laughs> so that was my stupid thing. It's like I had no clue. And then she started talking about it. I went, wait, how are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't, like you didn't marry into it. That's like all your family. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, I mean, I know your, uh, your Uncle Chris and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh. They were just up at Nam. Yep, the Nam show thing. this past yep. weekend. So were you ever involved with the Kamaka ukulele business at all? In um, I did help out get their social media going. Oh. So that was kind of my little contribution. That was like back in 2015, trying to bring this 100-year-old company into the uh. 21st century. I was like, 
all you need is an Instagram page. Like, we can get this going. Uh So I kind of got them. Put Skylar on it and it gets done. (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, got that up and running. And then now Olena Hugh is the social media director for the company, which is really great. I like her. Yeah, she's doing really great things. And she was up there at the NAM. And it's just nice to to see the company um, advertising what amazing things they do. So is that your great-grandfather? My great-grandfather started the company, yeah. What Sam year? Sam Kamaka Sr. in 1916. Wow, that yeah. is amazing. Because 2016 was our 100-year anniversary. Wow. I have yeah, a... In fact, yeah, here, yeah. go ahead. John story. Oh. You're, no, you're, I'm you're about, ukulele. I have my 100-year Kamaka special edition ukulele yeah. that I bought. Yeah. And it was like, I bought it. I have like the last one because it was like December. Did you get the pineapple one, or the standard? The standard. Okay. The standard. But like I have it at wait, my house. Wait, wait, wait. The pineapple? What? Yeah. So they had the pineapple commemoration of the 100-year anniversary um, ukulele. Was that one more limited or was it just? It was the same, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Shaped like a pineapple. Oh yeah, yeah, it is pineapple shaped. Oh, is that your pineapple Mm -hmm. shape? Oh wow, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Kind of your signature thing. Yeah, so Kamaka's signature is the pineapple ukulele. We patent that back in, I want to say like 1920 something. My great grandfather created the first pineapple ukulele and then patented it. You know what? You know what's crazy though about just the ukulele in general is that, see, I was a little worried because you got so many makers now. Mm-hmm. everybody's making ukuleles and they're mm-hmm. coming from China and other countries and things like that. And I thought, man, is, is it going to slow down for Kamaka? But yeah. Kamaka is still a Kamaka. And I think there's so many more people that want to play ukulele. Mm-hmm. So the demand is still there. I mean, there's just, they're just super busy still, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah so it's The great. wait time for repairs is still long. How long is it <laughs> 18 oh. months. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's I, at least a year. I took my ukulele <laughs> and, and I gave it to the, I'm like, hey, you know, my, the thing is coming, the glue is, you know, coming apart and stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get this back to you. And they're like, it's going to be about 18 months. <laughs> like, like, no big deal. <laughs> oh, we got time, yeah. Long time, you know. And I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm a I'm a musician, you know, like, maybe I get some special treat. No. No. <laughs> Everybody who brought in the Uka is a musician. Do you know who I am? And, uh, I mean, uh, Skyler no, no and, uh, yeah. Yeah. and sure enough, pull. though, 18 months later, I get a call. Hey, uh, your ukulele ready? Like, oh, okay. I totally forgot about it because it's been yeah, so long, you know. And then, like, so it's they, like I don't Christmas know they, all over. I don't again. know how they keep track of that. I don't know. So long. It's like whose ukulele is that, you know? But yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, but the hundred-year one, I, I'm torn because it's so pretty, and I, I kind of want to play it and like, but at the same time, I'm like, maybe I should just keep it in the case and you know, it's a collectible it. or whatever. Just play it. So, That's what it's meant for. Yeah. Was it wrapped or something? No, 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 no. But. You know, if I keep it in the case, it'll just stay all nice and shiny yeah, and yeah. new. It it's got a, in, or on the top with the KK, it's got the little scroll and it says 1916 to 2016. <clears throat> that was the anniversary model year. So all the ukuleles made in 2016 had the uh, anniversary. Oh. You know what you guys should make? Yeah, patent the clear case on the top so you can use it as a display. Oh. Oh. And never play it, but you can yeah. see it. See it? Oh, maybe you gotta take that off the podcast and we gotta do this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna cut that part. Acrylic color on acrylic. that. Yeah, yeah, acrylic I'm on it, case. I'm on it. Just the front top, the acrylic cover, mm-hmm. you know? It's actually not a bad idea, Tom. It's a damn good idea. Did you just come up with that? Just yeah, because you don't wanna play it, but you wanna show it off. Yeah. Right, right, right. And you can keep it encased in it mm-hmm. with that clear plastic. Huh. 
You know, I don't 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 air that. Have them patent that. <laughs> that's, that's that's the next thing. Okay. Okay. Actually, this transitions well. There, there's uh, just a couple of I don't I don't want to call these shots out, but last week was a kind of a busy week, and uh, a couple of things that I thought were kind of interesting. So, um, Jake Shimabukuro, who's a friend of the show and the podcast, because he's and come Kamaka. on and Kamaka, mm-hmm. Kamaka artist. Yeah. He's working with uh, the Music for Life Foundation with this guy Leo. He's a Filipino guy. I'm not even going to try his last name, but he's a really nice guy, Leo. And what they're doing is they're um, getting ukuleles and donating them to all the public libraries, so 51 public libraries across the state, so that you can check out ukuleles. Mm-hmm. So, like, if wow. you cannot afford to buy an ukulele, you can, you know, check one out and borrow one mm-hmm. for three weeks and then return it and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I played with Jake at uh, Waipahu Public Library last mm-hmm. week just to, you know, kind of support and all that kind of stuff. But it's pretty neat what they're doing. Um, yeah. So cool. if you if yeah, you if you listen awesome. to this pod, yeah, and you can't afford a ukulele, but you want to learn, you can go to your. It's not everywhere yet. They're kind of rolling it out. I think they've done they're nine on it. Yeah. So far, but they plan to do all fifty-one. They're going to do all the neighbor islands and all that stuff. And Jake plays at every That's library, awesome. so yeah. that people can come down. Of course, because he's Jake. Of course, he's yeah. Jake. Yeah. And I so, uh, yeah, so I thought that was a really cool idea. And what's interesting that he was saying was because they, the, they don't have the wood ones. So I won't say what brand, but they're, they're, they're a different <laughs> brand. But, There's kamakas at the library too, though. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So get the kamakas. But the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, you know, so they can, they can sterilize it down after. So they can oh, wipe it I down because oh. you, you don't know where that thing is going or yeah, whatever right yeah. so, so every time you get yeah. it you get a you know too, it's a fragile instrument you didn't drop it yeah, yeah. So, so these plastic yeah. ones are um they're waterproof so you can get them wet and they still stay okay mm. and they stay in tune I, I mean i've played them and they're they're fine mm. they're not they're no kamaka ukulele but they're you know for someone who's beginning just getting mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. they're good i remember when i started playing ukulele i was at leisure academy and i was in like second or third grade and we had an ukulele club and i t- went home and i told my papa i was like papa i'm gonna join ukulele club and he was all excited so i got my first ukulele when i was in third grade and it was a concert size so i show up to ukulele club with my concert <laughs> and everybody's like whoa what's that and I'm like, what? I didn't think anything of her. I'm like, it's my ukulele. My papa gave it to me. And he's, they're like, what? That's so cool. See, <laughs> so yeah, I was a hit at ukulele. Yeah. I remember fourth grade when you take ukulele yeah. lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. And they provide a lot of ukuleles yeah. in school. There was one Komako ukulele that I was always, I used to go for because I just remember the brand and the name. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I figured if I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn on the best. But that Komako ukulele was the most played out holes, scotch tape uh, covering. Oh, yeah. And I just took it because I knew that yeah. with that, with that KK symbol on the mm-hmm. head, I knew that I would be this, I would have an edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and look at you today. Look at me today. Exactly. I'm friends with Jake. <laughs> look at me today. I know Jake. <laughs> I know Jake. That's always a plus. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, so uh, and if you want to support them, you can go to um, www.musicforlifefound.org, and they have ways that you can donate. You can also, uh, some way, you shop on Amazon, and then a portion of your mm-hmm. whatever goes to them or something like that. So, uh, if you want to support, go to check that out. Ukulele in the libraries, and hopefully, I get to, because they're like, oh, John, you want to come play more at these? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, oh, even if Outer <laughs> Island, like. Hell yeah! yeah. Put it on. <laughs> play the ukulele, you know, Any play for these libraries and stuff. Like, hey, you don't have to ask me twice to go vacation. on a trip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Speaking of which, I just got back from Kauai, 
and uh, we had a baseball tournament up there with the with the boy and stuff like that. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody from Kauai who hosted us and um, all the teams. Everyone was super cool, laid back. You know how um, Kauai is why. Yeah, that's right. Kauai. You know how like league that's sports. That's how you know the people actually from Kauai because yeah. they go Kauai. Then I say Kauai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everyone I talked to, they were super, you know really nice and mellow. There was nobody like yelling at other parents. Yeah, just like, sign in. Huh? Yeah, no, I, didn't, I, didn't, no, I didn't. What? Sign in. You gotta go back. You know what yeah, was, go back. Right? You know what's ah. funny was well, it's hard because there's fifty something of us that yeah. went up total, right? All oh, the kids plus the parents and all that. So when you think about how to feed and all that stuff, but to be honest, the the last night they had a luau. And that was the that was the best food we had the whole trip because it was all homemade, oh, cooked nice. pig and you know all that kind of stuff. So fifty boys on your no no no. Oh, there, okay. There's fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, but okay. then by the time you add the coaches mm-hmm. and then the parents and all that stuff, it was like fifty people. That's a lot of people. Where'd they you guys stay? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Where did they stay? We stayed at Kauai Beach Resort. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is a it's a nice uh, hotel. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> but I gotta bring this up because I was talking to Kyle about this. It, I, I'm my mind is like blown, not in a good way. Um, I know that Kailua Beach is having the same problem, but my daughter is part of this environmental group at, mm-hmm. at school. You know, I've, I've been going to the meetings and stuff because I like the environment. I want to save the environment. But at the same time, people can kind of get nuts about it. So I just want to make sure she's not getting nuts. brainwashed and stuff. Okay. But their big thing, which I'm in full support of, is these microplastics. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing a lot of beach cleanups and stuff like that. I'll put a picture on our Instagram, but we went out to Koi Beach Resort and there's plastic as far as you can see like the, the, the shoreline Aww. is just complete plastic all the way down That's so bad. we spent we spent some time we got all the baseball kids and we got trash bags and we tried to clear up but even awesome. after about an hour and a half of just picking up plastic it's just like this one small section mm-hmm. you know and we're not even getting this really tiny pieces we're just picking up the big piece i just don't get it. like um from what I understand from the meetings I go to, they're saying that a lot of the plastic is from us, like it's just runoff that then comes back on the shore. But mm. man, I'm finding these thick pieces of plastic. It's, it's not like a, a water bottle or um, a plate, lunch plate or something. Mm-hmm. These are this like thick plastic. And I'm just wondering if like it's coming from somewhere else or, oh, yeah. you know, I, I was I was also thinking like I'm going through all these like theories in my brain, you know. Oh, man. And we have these, you know, they have the plastic island right out mm-hmm. in the ocean. I'm thinking, you know, with the warming and stuff, maybe the current's changing and now mm-hmm. some of that plastic is breaking off and it's just all coming to us or something now. Mm-hmm. Or, what beach know? was this again? You, you, did you find this? This is, this is the, there's, I don't know the name of the beach, but it's right in front of Koi Beach Resort. It's on the same side of the islands, east side. So it's the same side as Kailua Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all coming from the same direction. That's why I'm wondering mm. with this with this weather that I've been having or something, there's an influx of it because yeah. Kailua Beach just got inundated with this, yeah, right, this right. past weekend too. So I wonder mm. if, I don't think it was always there. I wonder if it just came in this because, past weekend. Okay, I understand that there's more plastic now, there's more people now, but dude, we've been using plastic for 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you would think it would be a gradual thing if it was us. Because as we used more plastic, as more people came, you'd see more and more. But this is all of a sudden like just an explosion of plastic on the beach, you know? And, and these very areas. recently. Yeah. 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 And very recently, you know. So well I well, I know that the the people that we, we at Hahayoni School that has this group, they've been talking about it for a while. So maybe I've just been blind to it, you know, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but because mm-hmm. I I've seen people sh- um, sifting sand right, on right, right. beach on on social media right and literally just plastic yeah. pieces yeah. come up and i'm like that's not hawaii 
you know, it's I've never crazy. known like that. Yeah. When we're fishing, we don't see that kind of stuff, right. you know? Right. So I'm like, where is this? And then they confirmed this Kailua Beach, and I'm like, right. what? Is this only, did this happen overnight? Like, when all the, did this thing come in there, yeah. you know? And what, what's even scarier is that, because you only see that, right? The, there was this guy that we were working with that has this, it looks like a wheelbarrow, and then he has, like, air pumps that pumps, you know, like, it, like, mixes the sand so that mm-hmm, all the plastic mm-hmm. floats to the top. And then he's... Oh, I saw that. That was on the news, right? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. on the news with that? Yeah, so he's got this machine. And what's really cool about this... this I forget his name. But he, he didn't patent it because he said, I want people to build it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to make money off it. I just want people to, to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But he broke down all the pieces. And, it like, the, the thing gets microscopic, the plastic yeah. pieces. Because it just keeps breaking down and down, yeah. right? So, he's, so it's like, that's what the fish are inhaling and yeah. stuff like that. That's what we're eating. Mm-hmm. That's what the people are probably inhaling right. too when they're in the mm-hmm. ocean swimming yeah. and diving and stuff too. So, so. like, um, so it's not it's not the plastic that you see, but it's what you can't see, mm-hmm. right? That's still the there. So, the, so like, we would dig up the sand and he's got to put it through that sifter and then he takes that and then he puts the sand in like a vacuum compressor and then that sucks out all the micro oh, wow. things and yeah, he collects Sheesh. it and stuff like that. But it's pretty pretty amazing the technology and stuff. But can we get Tesla on this to like <laughs> I know like, <laughs> this project? You know the thing is there's no money in it, right? We got to mm-hmm. figure out a way. So if there was a way to take that all that plastic and make something out of it that could then be resold or something, mm-hmm. then maybe I don't know can do something about that. But it is strange to me that maybe it, we can it is build like the rail cars of out of microplastic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Save us some money Come on, on that too. Come on. Yeah, jeez. Save the yeah. earth. All right. So anyway, Koei was was really good. Everyone was super nice. Uh, just the microplastic thing was the was kind of that crazy thing. But we I'll, need, to, I'll we need to find out. Has it just been over the past weekend, or has it been around for a long time? Because it really does seem like it just starting to happen. Right, right. Uh, maybe I can get the guy to come on our podcast. Maybe it'll talk be great. about it a little talk bit about that. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I wanted to keep this keep our podcast light but some of it we can talk about some serious stuff yeah yeah <laughs> right well let's talk about high sessions before yeah okay. before let's talk we, about let's high sessions before we run out of time okay, here all right. but okay. I, I i just you know i've watched it since the beginning mm-hmm. i've talked to john about it before he even started anything but i've been a fan of it for since the beginning of time and i've watched you and john put together some amazing performances and stuff what is your most memorable performance that just blew you away? Ooh. Wait, like the top three. Oh, man. <laughs> you can say top three. Gosh, there's, yeah. there, all of the artists that have come on this show, I've just been blown away by. Um, probably my most memorable one would be Pure Heart. Um, <laughs> that was an awesome reunion because they had took a hiatus and then they came on and did that. And I was, was wondering like, if you were still there at that time. I was still there. Yeah, I kind of remember you being <laughs> I was there. Okay. Come on. I remember your introduction to that one. Yeah. You were super stoked. Yeah, but you know what? I was stoked. Were you a fan when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, How I mean, old were you when John was playing? When I was like five years old, yeah. I used to listen to Pure Heart. Well, no, yeah, really. How old were you when John guys were actually playing in, so in the So this would have been 98. 99. I was eight years old. Oh, were yeah. you listening to them then? Mm-hmm. Really? That's, yeah. our, that's our demographic back yeah. then. Yeah, I guess so. I remember yeah. one time we had to do this uh, children's show, and I remember Kelly Boy did it too, but it was like they, they had Hey Baby playing, and then we're lip syncing along, and there's a bunch of kids, and it had like inflatable hammers, and like <laughs> people dressed up like as Pokemon and stuff dancing around. What? And I thought, man, I'm so glad that. 
I don't, I don't know where the hell that went, and that will <laughs> never be, you'd never be able to find it anymore, you know? That'd be hilarious. I don't know, find bro. Video, man. Yeah. The you, internet. Skylar, go find no, it. I'm gonna find it. There's no way you can find it. And then, everything's on and then, the internet. Now. And Kelly Boy did something too on that, I remember, but I don't know how we got involved in that. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, man. But you know what's interesting? You asked Skylar that question, but there's a lot of acts that came through that we thought were amazing, but we didn't know like how, like the how Mike Love stuff. It was like, wow, that guy was... Well, that's what I want to ask you guys about, like, stuff that you just don't expect, and then it just jumps out at you, and you go, what was that, and who was that guy, you know? Like, one is definitely the Mike Love one, right? When I saw Mm -hmm. Permanent Holiday, I couldn't stop watching it. You can't. I called my wife in, (laughs) I watched it again, then I called my sister-in-law, I watched it again, then I watched it again by myself, and Mm -hmm. the next day I go, I can't believe I just saw that, and I watched it again. (laughs) I like probably 10,000 views of of the of the yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz it's just it's just yeah, capturing, capturing something yeah. that that is just unbelievable yeah, yeah. you know he's amazing uh and he was also or we did a concert a high sessions concert at Hoi Theater mm-hmm. yes, that we both um emceed mm-hmm. and oh, right. he was amazing at that concert yeah. as well it was Mike uh Mike Love and Justin Young that's the one there everybody was skanking in the in the aisles and everybody yes. and, the, and, and people the were trying ushers, to, to sit like, down you gotta sit down <laughs> and and like, like, how are we gonna are sit you, down I know. This this is Mike Love awesome. and they're all skanking yeah, <laughs> it was so funny it was full it was on such laughing such a good man. time yeah. yeah well I can say that uh that's another thing about Skylar like whenever she would emcee something it's just like okay, Skylar's I'm seeing. I could relax, mm-hmm. you know. Or that's the same thing with Devin. If Devin's there, I can relax. <laughs> I don't have to worry, you know. True story. Yeah. So it's both of us. So yeah. even more so, you're there just you go. chilling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No yeah. script. Just yeah. That go was ahead. that was great. I will tell you that High Sessions has come a long way, and when it comes to production, um, I think our. F- oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like gonna <laughs> uncover all of the hidden <laughs> mysteries of High Sessions in this podcast, <laughs> but our very. F- uh, first season, actually, one in season one and two, I memorized the script anytime that I was I had to speak. And we also did a scene change and wardrobe change for every introduction mm. for the first two seasons. So my bloopers for the first two seasons were amazing. Oh, yeah. They were so oh, yeah. funny. We have to find those reels. But yeah, because I would like make it through the whole thing. I memorized my like paragraph. Of a of an introduction and then like right at the end I would mess it up and be like oh man like, that was so close like yeah, sometimes we believe, do like twelve takes yeah to can get you it believe done. we did those shows we and Skylar would have to memorize like a paragraph mm-hmm. and then and then just brain re- dump it and then memorize because we had no one. teleprompter or anything yeah. no yeah. teleprompter yeah we finally got a that teleprompter that is tough man yeah. I would need a season three something to read off of that was you and not me because I would never been able to get through that so I became like a professional like speed memorizer and then I. That's spit awesome. it out and then I dump it and then I'd, as I wow. would change and they would set up the next ooh, would set up the next scene um, I would sit there and memorize like the next yeah. artist that I would have to that's amazing to do. yeah, yeah so it was so crazy we did lots of lots of things so, in the first few seasons being in you know born into the mu- Hawaiian music industry through Kamaka and stuff like that where a lot of it like this reuniting with just your uncles and aunties mm-hmm. performing again yep. hey how's it so it's it's more like when you're emceeing, it's like you're just talking star with a friend and yeah. then you're introducing a friend. Totally. From, from before. And then also, maybe like second season in, John was like, hey, if you have like, you know, anybody that you know that would would be good on the show, I'm like, oh yeah, I know tons of people. And so I just start like making a list. I'm like, you need them, you need them, you need side order band, you need right, this. Yeah. Like, just kind of rattling them off and then we just put them in. And then I've also just 
sent John a Facebook message not even, what, two, three weeks ago because I found this one artist. I'm like, John, you got to get this girl on high <laughs> sessions. Like, we got to get it going again because she needs to be on high sessions. Oh, so that's cool. I'm constantly we'll, we'll sending him out. videos of people. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, like, so if you want to get her on the air, then you can follow us on our Patreon at patreon.com and become a Patreon. Good plug. And donate so we can get high sessions back in action. I'm just happy I got the uh, I got it all set up now because like a certain level you get a sticker, certain mm-hmm. level you get a T-shirt. You know what? And then people started signing up, and I never have them ready yet. Like, I didn't know how to send this stuff out. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna start getting pissed. They're not gonna get their st- swag. Your you know? whole house is gonna be full of just no, no, high no, no, no. swag. Nowadays, you're just mail it out. What's, what's amazing is that there's these services. So Kyle, because Kyle is a t-shirt uh, clothing Same, professional, there are these services that you can hire. That they just make the shirt, they send it out for you. Oh, so so you don't have to warehouse anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A little bit more expensive. What but a time to be worth alive. It. It's amazing. <laughs> So yeah, good. it is, yeah. Because even like, uh, I mean, back in the day, that's why you have your clearance yeah. sales, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even for us, like, you order CDs by the 500s. Mm-hmm. So I would be end up with like 450 CDs in my, <laughs> in my um, you know, my storage underneath. And now I just give them away. Mm-hmm. And now when you buy one, it's just a click of a button. Yeah. yeah. Right? In fact, I was at uh, a gig last year in Waikiki and this young girl comes up. She, so what my thing is, if you put a tip in the tip jar, you get a CD. No matter oh. what it is. I don't care. Because I'm just trying to get rid of these mm-hmm, CDs. Mm-hmm. But then she puts a tip. I'm like, oh, thank you. You have a CD. She's like, oh, I, I don't have a CD player. What is yeah. that? I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Here's, my, here's my link to my digital download. Here. What did you guys do with your guys' CD collections? Oh. Do you still have it? No. I, I digitized all of mine, and then I took them to Jellies. Hmm. Well, you must have made some cash, because that's a remember. lot of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. you must have had. Not if you took them to yeah. Jellies. Jellies <laughs> gonna give you like yeah. twenty five cents. Dollar, dollar a CD? Not even that, because they sell them for a dollar. Oh, so they tell oh, you like yeah. twenty five cents. What did you do with all yours? You had tubs of them. Oh, I don't have tubs. I have <clears throat> drawers full. Yeah, my father and I made up big. You still have it? Oh yeah, I kept every single CD I have. Wow. You still have yours? Uh, I don't know. I think we maybe dumped them, but my papa has a record slash CD player thingy thing so we've got a whole bunch of cds still at our house yeah i i'm finding like it being fun again to look mm-hmm. dig through and find my old stuff because you can read stuff and mm-hmm. hold it and then pl- I, I hooked up my old player and i'm actually playing stuff now yeah and records because yeah. mm-hmm. it's just a different experience it is you kind of miss that yeah. now you know yeah definitely i think it's gonna make a comeback eventually you know what i like mean like vinyl yeah. It was so personal, you know, like mm-hmm. John would sign his pure art CD and yeah. give it to me. And I'd be like, oh, but he can't sign it if I download I know. it on, you know, online. That's true. It's not the same. You know. But I could do a shout out to Kyle or a digital <laughs> picture or whatever. <laughs> I like can shout him out Thanks, on the podcast. John. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Skylar, where can we find you? Like, where are you on Twitter, Facebook? Where, where, I'm where on should... the Facebooks. I'm also on the Instagrams. Um, Skylar Kamaka, yep, right? Just at Skylar Kamaka. So if you're the interested in... Well, wave at the plane when you see the Yeah, you see the plane, fly mine, just wave. Yeah. yeah, and just a reminder, you can find Kyle at highlifeclothing.com. Go there to order t-shirts, hoodies. Shot glasses. Shot glasses, <laughs> whatever you want. Devin Kumu, mm-hmm. 94.7. For mm-hmm. High Sessions, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at High Sessions, SoundCloud, YouTube, or Apple, iTunes, and just type in High Sessions. And of course, the Patreon. Skylar, um... 
Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Hey, Skylar. You're one of the me. first people I thought of when we started doing the podcast. Oh, we get well, then pretty soon we'll be calling you Captain. Right? Captain yeah. Skylar. Pretty soon. Captain, uh, Captain Kamaka. I'll Captain? be a Captain Along wow. with my uncles who are Hey, that Kamaka. is a local superhero yeah, right there. Captain Kamaka. Kamaka. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually Spell I'm gonna be major. major. So I'll be yeah, major. major Kamax. Major Captain Kamaka. Yeah, major Kamax. Yeah. 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 Hey, we gotta call Mata Comics and have that guy put put you in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well till next time. Thanks everybody for listening and a hui ho. Aloha. Aloha. Get it. <laughs> <laughs>